Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. As we start, just give us an overview of the current state of the market in South Cheshire. What we're finding at the moment, Des, is that there's quite a lot of activity in terms of new properties coming on the market, um, which is really encouraging. I think there's been a sort of pent-up demand from before Christmas. And, of course, we had that stamp duty exemption period last year where people were rushing to sell their homes, and that was in September. And then demand dropped, dropped off and up until sort of Christmas time, and, and people have been kind of slowly uh, getting back into normality and starting to – there's been a kind of a rush of getting properties on the market. I think people are, people are testing the market now and selling their properties to see what the market's showing. And uh, that's a good thing because it's, it's slowly generating some more activity. So what we're finding is if you look on the various websites now, there's quite a lot of properties coming on on a daily basis, new properties. So if you search the newest that are coming on, I won't mention any particular property search engines, but I think we all know which ones they are. If you yeah. search the newest, there's quite a lot of, acti- of activity coming on on a daily basis. But what we're also seeing, does is that the property prices are also reducing. So we're seeing on a daily basis properties that are now reduced. And that tells us a little bit about the market um, in, in terms of why they're being reduced. Obviously, there's not so much demand, hence the price is reducing, um, which means that now we're finding that offers are being more accepted than they were in terms of lower prices than they were back in September when, of course, the market was wild and people were offering over the asking price, sometimes 10 or even 15% over the asking price and being accepted. I think we're finding an adjustment in the market. We're, we're coming back down to where we should be. And you know, we've got a situation now where clients are beginning to make offers on properties of maybe even up to 5% of the, uh, with a 5%, uh, 5% reduction and beginning to get those sort of offers accepted. So why, why, is, why is there less demand? And that's quite interesting. I think people are effectively waiting. I think they're sitting on their hands a little bit. Um, I think... We've got a number of factors. Wherever there's any change in news, people tend to think, let's wait. And um, we've been doing this for about 30 years now. So we've seen lots of cycles of changes in the market. And wherever we've had interest rate increases, people panic. Uh, not necessarily panic, they wait to see energy prices, of course, um, shooting up. Um, with even things like the local elections, what, what's going to happen in terms of the political situation? How's that going to impact on the economy? And, of course, ge- geopolitical uh, factors as well, such as the war. And even looking at the stock market recently, it's all over the place. It is, um, Andrew. Do- interesting. I'll just come in there. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, I'm very do, interested in myself. And um, the stock yeah, yeah, market and how do. that affects confidence, really, isn't it? Um, in, it, in is, the market. it? It is. It is. completely agree. And it's, if there's any red, people do, don't they, maybe pop on... Uh, any of the news channels and see see the stock yeah. markets either in the green or the red. And the bad, a lot of bad red. news sells, doesn't it, Andrew? It does. It certainly does. Just it out of interest, um, I was yep. looking at the statistics yep. that came through from the um, the Nationwide last Friday and, and uh, Halifax Friday just gone. It's interesting yes. to hear your uh, take on the South Cheshire market with the, the wider UK picture because the Halifax reports on Friday that house prices were up again in April, 1.1%. Yes. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. And yet, and yet we're finding on sort of the coalface, as it were, that, that people are accepting offers. And the other thing we're finding, which is interesting, is that the, when, when the mortgages proceed, um, two or three weeks later, the valuations are normally undertaking for mortgage purposes, and there's been more down valuations this year. 
for the first time. So when we say down valuations, it means that the lenders' valuers are valuing it under what the asking price is. Uh, and that means then, of course, there's an opportunity then to back, go back for the, the purchaser mm-hmm. to renegotiate the price down to the true value. So although the Halifax are, you know, quite right, you know, they're, they're expressing that this very sort of optimistic view in terms of uh, his, historical prices now and how they've risen over this last year, I think, I think we're finding now that, you know, maybe the next time they, they generate some more statistics, we might find it's a little bit different, certainly from what we're finding at the moment. That's interesting. And I think people, so yeah, that... there's definitely been a hiatus in, in, in demand. People are kind of, you know, they're sitting there. I think, I, I think this, this combination of all these rest factors that we've mentioned, that, that people are just waiting, and, that, and that, that's... I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why people just sit and they don't do anything. Well, I mean, the, Hall- the Halifax themselves said on Friday that the rate of yes. house price, price growth will be expected to slow as incomes are squeezed. So maybe we're reaching a bit Indeed. of a zenith in the short term, do you think? I think we are. And that's a good thing because then it, what that does is it encourages first-time buyers and the like to say, well, actually, you know, although this was out of our price range, maybe we stand a chance now. Um, and we're finding that, you know, viewings are taking place. Um, you know, we've got clients that have come to see us and they're now looking for properties and they've kind of got their mortgages agreed. And how are things and for first-time buyers at the moment, Andrew? Good question. Um, it's interesting. I think first-time buyers are amongst those that are kind of waiting, kind of just waiting for the market to be right. Um, I think we'll find that, uh, that because of personal circumstances, um, that the, 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 these factors do tend to override other things. I mean, for example... When's the best time to buy a house? Uh, it tends to be because people, they, they don't want to live with their parents any longer, if I may put it like that, or um, they're finding that renting, dare we say it, they often say is feel they, they feel it's dead money. And so generally people, you know, these, these personal factors offset any, any negative trends in maybe other, other, other things that we've spoken about already. So yes, the first time buyers, a lot of inquiries coming in still now, um, the personal circumstances, I say, that, that, that are, ten, are tending to drive that, such as, um, you know, wanting to have their own place, uh, rents being relatively high, uh, maybe for personal reasons they want to be together, obviously, in their own, by their personal pr- property together. Um, you know, they just want to um, be independent of their parents yeah. and so on. And, uh, any, uh, any sort of uh, hints and tips, Andrew, on selecting the best mortgage out there? Um, you know, in terms of first-time buyers or people who are trading up, trading... Absolutely. I mean, what's interesting at the moment, um, although people feel a little bit sometimes uh, uh, pessimistic about the market, is is if somebody were to, to buy a property at the moment, so let's just say about 150000 so a two- or three-bedroom, maybe start a home, um, may, maybe lower than that, but let's say on average 150000 purchase price, and let's say they had a 10% deposit. It could be savings... It could be maybe a gift, um, the bank of mum and dad, so to speak, um, but a, com- a combination of factors. And they were put to, bor- to borrow 135000 then, over, say, an average of 30 years. Um, the interest rate we'd be looking at, we, could, we could be looking at potentially is about 2.8%. The mortgage payment there is, is at well under £600, about mm. 565 And, of course, to rent a property, Des, of, of that sort of size, we're looking at possibly 7 8 or even 850 uh, in terms of rent. So the opportunity cost of renting at the moment is very high, isn't it? I mean, you know, you can buy a property and, and, and potentially save a couple of hundred pounds a month, mm. wh- which at the moment, the flip side of it, with, with the utilities rising as they are, and energy prices, 
that £200 could come in handy. So it's quite ironic that uh, at a very difficult time that, that we're in at the moment with inflation being rising, energy prices and so on, it could actually work out in favour, certainly p- per month financially, to actually purchase at the moment as long as you've got your deposit together. Of course, that's easy to say. But once you've got that together, relatively speaking, you could be saving a couple of hundred pounds in rent. Now, of course, what we point out to our, then in rent, sorry, um, what we point out to our clients, though, is, of course, that if interest rates go to what they were, what they've averaged over the last 20 years, 40 years, actually, since the 1970s, the average interest rate is 7.1%. Mm-hmm. So if we ever get back up there again, which I think, you know, what we try to say to our clients is, Try and budget for an average figure. Try and think in your mind that it could be 7%. I don't think we're doing our clients any favours by, by assuming that it's, it's always going to be gravy. And, of course, interest rates have still really never been so low since the mm. war, although they're rising. But if it went to 7.1%, Des, they're looking at £900 a month. So yeah, then you're, it's, it's quite a big hike, isn't it? Now, uh, it's just quite a big mo- hike, yeah. Moving forward, uh, Andrew... Yes. There are implications for buying out a partner, whether it be a life partner or a, in the commercial sector. Yes. And, and you are going to highlight some of the do's and don'ts in respect of that. Well, what we found, uh, absolutely, what we found recently, we've had an awful lot of activity, sadly. I think, whether it's the pressure, economic pressures with COVID, personal issues, all sorts of tragedies, sadly, that have come out over this very difficult time. Sadly, the solicitors have been very busy in terms of uh, sorting out divorces, separations, buyouts, and making, you know, putting, uh, basically arranging legal matters in accordance with that. Um, and of course, we've been approached many, many times now, sadly, over this situation with people wanting to know how much they can afford in their own right to be able to, in inverted commas, buy out their ex-partner. Um, and this has become more and more prevalent. So it's really just letting people know that there is a sounding board, there is somebody that they can run their situation by to see whether it is possible, because quite often people automatically assume they've got to sell the house, put the property on the market, and then split the, split the equity. But, you know, more and more people now, with interest rates being low, they are still relatively low, are actually fortunate being able to stay in the property, especially if they have a family and children, um, and that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of our time has been uh, spent recently on, sadly, you know, helping people in these sort of situations, Des. Looking at some of the um, commercial uh, properties, uh, you've also yeah. got buy to let market as well. Um, how's that yes, fared in the current circumstances, Andrew? It's interesting there, Des, because a lot of clients, I mean, personal pensions has always been something that... Uh, it's been the staple diet for, you know, providing for your retirement um, in terms of funding and, and paying into these kind of uh, investment vehicles. But obviously more and more nowadays, people are looking with stock market volatility. They're looking at other options. And, and bricks and mortar can be very popular and, and a good way of looking at another alternative. Uh, in terms of if you look at average house prices over the last sort of 40 years, obviously, well, not obviously, but certainly they, they do beat inflation. And it's a very good sort of inflation-proof investment vehicle, so to speak. So, yeah, a lot of people have been, especially the self-employed, looking at other options for providing for retirement. And buying these second properties, as they're called, um, has been a good way of building up capital and income for the future. So, yeah, we've been spending time helping people um, buy their second properties and build up their little portfolios even. Because obviously, you know, obviously I'm just looking at the positive side of this, but if somebody's got two or three properties 
um, when they come to retire with no mortgages on them and they're renting them out for uh, seven or eight hundred pounds a month, you've got to put an awful lot of money into a personal pension to generate that kind of uh, well, it, value. It sort of takes us back full circle, really, to whether house prices will indeed continue to rise, and it's something we'll have to keep an eye out for. I'm just thinking, well. Andrew, as, as, as we're moving on, uh, time-wise, yeah, sure. if I can yeah. give your details out if people want to contact you. Yeah, sure. Um, the best thing to do, we've got a number of offices scattered around the Cheshire area, um, so the best thing to do is to check out our website, Des, which is themortgagebureau.co.uk. That's the themortgagebureau.co.uk. Okay. Obviously, um, quite important to put the vert in the front there. Okay, themortgagebureau.co.uk. Um, and, and, and then, Des, we, obviously, with our nearest office, is, is accessible there. And then, obviously, clients can to make contact, send us an email. We'll call them back, and, and if they would like some free advice, set up an appointment for them. Brilliant. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for your time today. Absolute pleasure. It's it's been very enlightening, Andrew, and uh, and I'm sure it's a, we'll have a few of our listeners wondering whether they're doing the right thing. So, we'll we'll give your contact details out again at the end of the show, uh, and wish you all the best for the future. Absolute pleasure, Des. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts. Some more ways to listen.